Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Hal Lublin from the Nation of Conversation. Do you like merch? Do you want some sweet Tights and Fights merch? I'm going to tell you what to do. It's super easy. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating. That's nice. But leave a review. That's what we need. We need those reviews to unlock that merch. Think of it like one of those thermometer fundraising things. We need to fill that thermometer. And when we do, we'll be rich with T-shirts. And you can do something like Kdo40, who says that they've stopped listening to every other wrestling podcast because we remind them of their buddies getting together to watch wrestling. I messed that up. Just like your buddies might when you get together to watch wrestling. You never know what's going to happen on Tights and Fights. But I do know what's going to happen right now because you're such a great member of the nation. You're going to go leave us a five-star rating and a brilliant review on Apple Podcasts. Way better than me tripping over my own words. So go do it now and then enjoy this episode. Let's talk about Roman's Shield Brothers. Ambo- oh, damn it. <clears throat> We're going to do it. Let's talk about... <laughs> Sex, baby. baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for being there to catch me when I fall. Tights and Bites Podcast. It's the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al, and there's Daniel, and this guy, Mike Eagle, is there as well. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Halfa male, Hal Lublin. Oh, that's, that's good. Isn't that that's, nice? That's good. That's a good one. That's me. I'm going to put it on my softball jersey. Nice. Can we start a softball team so I can get a jersey? Yes. Yeah, can what, we, what, yes. what part is the part of the softball team where I just sing stuff and you guys play? At the the bench? Uh-huh. Yeah. That works. I will be the bench. <laughs> you are the you don't set the bench. <laughs> you are the bench. bench. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, hardcore hair devil Danielle Radford. Hello. Hello. And the funky pharaoh, Mike Eagle. Right. <laughs> yes, I'm a pharaoh and I need a shower. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for wearing your full pharaoh garb today. I mean, I'm, I mean, how fortunate am I that that was my description for mm-hmm. this week, and I'm also wearing a skirt and a headdress. It's <laughs> a really, really nice skirt, by the way. I yeah. thank you. It's beautiful. I was hoping you'd notice, Danielle. Of course. <laughs> Girl, you notice I'm a, you know I'm a notice. That's good. <laughs> you know I'm a notice when you wear that dope ass skirt. Pulled it up a couple inches for you. <laughs> uh-huh. Don't don't bend over. Uh, okay. I make that mistake too many times. <laughs> don't turn it into a red band trailer. We just want a sneak preview. <laughs> Not all the dirty bits. <laughs> All right, we've got plenty to talk about today, from friendships being strengthened to friendships breaking and plenty more. But let's start out with Roman Reigns and his first successful intercontinental title defense against Elias. They, they pulled a good match out of one another. They worked together yeah. well. It was, it was a good showcase for Elias. Probably got him over even more than anything else he's done so far. And goddamn announcers were just filleting the man the entire time. I look mean, at, it was- Look at Elias, he can wrestle. It's look, like, well, it's his job, so. He really can't do it. It wouldn't be an upset at all if he would. <laughs> we would all expect Elias to win and we wouldn't be surprised even a little. 
Now that he's a credible could be champion, where do you take him next? You know, Elias is great. He just, somebody has to show him how to hit people with a guitar correctly so he doesn't put it into the sides of people's faces and shoulders. That's the only thing that I worry about with him <laughs> is that he swings a guitar like a baseball bat and yeah, he's, going to, he's going to kill someone. Well, you know, you that know, was a great way to get concussed. Yeah. In baseball spring training, they have like special instructors that come to teach. They should have Honky Tonk come in. They Or Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. If he could. <laughs> he'd do it for the check. Yeah. I'm just saying, Jeff Jarrett not being anywhere near TNA, there's a reason why Matt gets to be broken now. There you uh, go. Oh, that's true. Mind blown. <laughs> mind. Is there a feud you would put Elias into right now that you think would help elevate him further or keep his heat until he can challenge for It would IC seem title? that it would necessitate them having a strong baby face for him to feud with and I can't think of who that I, is right now. I, I I mean I feel like all the strong baby faces are like in the shield. Yeah, I was just gonna say like yeah. Dean maybe? Like yeah. maybe he can do a program with Dean. I feel like that wouldn't help him. Mm, fuck it, give him Oscar. <laughs> I actually really like that idea. Yeah, right? I think it would be really great if Asa just kicked the shit out yeah, of him. He's in there singing, and then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, he's just oh. getting his head kicked in. Oh, my God. He oh, just is... sneaks up and is like... <laughs> that's, you know, so, that's what kicking sounds like. I'm on board with it. Yeah, th- those are the kicking. <laughs> that's what kicking sounds like. That's a lot of kicks. That's almost that's Chun-Li level That's pretty close. That's yeah, pretty that's close. how... That's how Oscar kicks. Like, she kicks so fast. <laughs> Elias is not going to be challenging again for the IC title anytime soon because there is a new challenger to the belt in the form of Samoa Joe, who choked out Roman Reigns after their match. Is this a step down for Samoa Joe, considering he was in the world title picture? And I know that he's wrestling Roman Reigns, but doesn't it feel like he should mm. still be in that world title picture? You know, I, I don't... What world title picture? Yes, I guess yeah, that is my, the question. What world title picture? There's nothing else for him to do. Um, and I will say, I'm going to go ahead and go up, and, uh, and I'm sure someone will, will prove me wrong somehow. I will say that the heat between the two of them that they built in the last time they had a program together was part of why we now have a Roman that people like. Mm-hmm. Because of the good work that both of them did during that feud, right? That feud, I think, was like the first part of his eventual like, oh, we're totally into this again. So, in a case like this, does it make more sense to put Joe <laughs> over Rome? I was gonna try to come up with like a cute like Joe <laughs> Joe thing. Please don't edit this out. Does it make more sense? To put Samoa Joe over Roman Reigns and give him the title, given that now their history is Roman can't beat Joe. That's something that they've established. I think, yeah, Roman goes over unless... I mean, because we're getting into Royal Rumble, WrestleMania season. Time for the road, you guys. Yeah, and I mean, our penciled in WrestleMania main event is Roman and Brock, right? So, so you're going to take the belt off Roman, Roman at, at some, some point, point yeah. probably not this next event, whatever that is, maybe at the Rumble or something. But I don't know. Does Roman have to be in the Rumble to get to that match? Well, and also, I mean, the two of them can have a program against each other for like a really for however long they want to. And one nice thing of a million nice things about the Shield being back is we're getting back to a point where everything on the show starts to feel like it's like... 
not even one story because I don't think we're going to get back to like those days, but everything on the show starts to feel like everyone's at least on the same show because right. sometimes it doesn't even feel like that. That's starting to like, you know, if this is Marvel, this is WWE building up towards their Infinity War. Oh. And I'm kind of into it. I always secretly hope that, but they never do. I know, but it's the road. <laughs> we're getting to the road. It's true. Let me have hope. I w- I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to let you have hope. I just also don't want you to hurt. Oh, I hurt so much. Yeah. I, I think you bring up a good point. I think you both do. I, this is This is what I see. I see the belt coming off of Roman at, at Royal Rumble, and then that way Roman's free if he wins the Rumble, because they've had that before where the, where the same participants go. So they have a good eight weeks that they can tease it out. They can get the better of one another leading towards a blow-off match, which is actually the match for the title. But we'll see how it goes. Let's talk about <laughs> Roman's shield brethren, Ambrose and Rollins, who will be invoking their rematch clause with the bar for the Raw tag titles. Should the Shield get the straps again so they can have all the gold like they did back in 2013? I mean, yeah. If, if you're going to be the dominant faction... Dominate. You got to dominate. Got to have them titles. Yeah. It makes me feel like there's something wrong with me as a fan when the matches are good, <laughs> but I don't like the feud. When I'm like, I don't want these teams fighting anymore. They're having, they're having good matches. I'm just not invested in the feud. And it's like, I am I broken? You're having an excess shield still crisis. Yeah. Is there something wrong with me? It's, it doesn't even have to do with the shield. I don't know if it's the shield. I don't know if it's the bar. I don't know what it is. Do you think you'd feel any differently if they were, who the hell is other even other tag team on the damn? It's because right. they're like, all injured. Yeah, yeah. everybody's hurt. Austin yeah. are injured. Matt and Jeff are, like, Jeff's injured, so. Yeah. I mean, if it was the club. Yeah, or the Misteraj. Like, like, you know what? I'd be into the Misteraj having those tag titles. Or would you be into them feuding with the Shield is what I mean, though. Yes. Okay. I would be. I think I would be. I think I would be from a storyline standpoint. Okay. Because it makes sense. Whereas the bar were thrown in there because they're workers. Mm-hmm. And they're good. And they have. I get it. Like, it all makes sense. I, I'm broken. It's me, right? We can say it's me. It's fine. I don't really <clears throat> care about the feud, but... I am enjoying it because it's good matches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You and, it's hard to have bad matches with those four. And, and I, it really is. I, I am also, I, I'm really starting to enjoy the bar, like all their little antics and weird little things they do. I, I really like how they're trying to like find ways to get over, and I support all of that. All right, let's move over to SmackDown, where Kevin Owens got a main event win over Randy Orton. Can we call him Randy Snorton or Randy Borton? Ooh, I like all of those. I like Randy Snorton a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like Randy Snorton, am I right, you guys? Oh, I love that. Kevin Owens in the main event with a win over Randy Orton with the help of his best buddy, Sami Zayn. This was a fun match. The Randy Orton of it all just always... Of it all. It's fine. It's fine. I have come to grips with the fact that Randy Orton works for the WWE, and I have to see him wrestle sometimes. <laughs> and he's not bad. Like, he has... He's not bad. He's just a charisma black hole. Do you think that the that the win that they got where Sami Zayn found a way to cheat, even though he wasn't allowed at ringside, so he attacked on the ramp, worst chair shots I've ever seen. Pretty but, bad but chair But specifically shots. to the back of his leg. He was going yeah. for the area that he hurt, so I, I, I get it. It took me, like, until halfway through the attack to go, I get it, but it also looks like he's really protecting him. Yeah. um, Which maybe he is. He doesn't want to get his gym bag shat in. Yeah. (laughs) And also... Xbox's not there. (laughs) Well, Orton's done some bag shitting, I've read. Oh, has he? Oh, that's the big one. That's the big big rumor about Orton is that he shits in bags. That's a huge rumor. (laughs) He has at least shat in one bag. 
at least. But I guess if 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 you do that once, that reputation should stick with you. You guys remember that Harvey Danger song, Bag Shitter? Yes. <laughs> bag, paranoid, I'm paranoid, hole. and Randy's going to shit in my back. <laughs> <laughs> Does it help them to get wins like this over Randy Orton? And there was a, like a little reason why the match happened, because it was revenge for... Uh, for them interfering in Survivor Series. So finally, at least something, the only thing that, by the way, that has carried over out of Survivor Series is... Their heat. Is that is their heat. Does this help them maintain or build their position on the card to get wins like this? I mean, nothing that Randy Orton does ever matters. <laughs> I think that's the problem. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. He could, like, come out you and RKO... You are the face of ennui right now. I, he, uh, I don't know what that means, but it's probably... <laughs> It's probably uh? true. Um, he could RKO all the announcers, Vince McMahon, and everyone in the front row next week. And then the week after, nobody would even remember it happened. There's just no stakes with Randy Orton whatsoever. The move is over, and his pose is over, and then that's it. Also, the textbook definition of ennui, Mike, a feeling of listlessness and dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. I'll have you know I have many lists. <laughs> Thank you very much. You just made the list. Just, <laughs> you just made the listlessness. That's right. You know what you do when you wrestle Randy Orton? I'm, you know what happens? I'm listful. <laughs> uh, there's been DIY, Golden Truth, Enzo and Cass, Jericho. Let's hear the latest team to go up in flames in 2017. Hi, bros. Now you've been trying to get on track for a while now, but I just, you haven't came close to that. Hi, bro. Just guys, seriously saying the word hype, bro. A year ago, the hype bros were top contenders for the SmackDown tag team title. Back when the writing was good on SmackDown, we were in a much better position. The landscape has changed, and now we have to change. We've hit rock bottom, and the only way... <laughs> you wish oh, you, yeah. that was the sound of him hitting rock bottom. Hey, you wish you had hit a rock bottom. The theater of the mind. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? You hear me? The hype bro attack! You hear me? Listen to me! They don't write nothing for us now. I gotta turn on you! <laughs> it's the only hope for my career. I don't want to get future endeavored! This is the only story we know! Future endeavored! <laughs> I know this is like the millionth time this has happened. I know it feels like the thousandth time this year, but go back as far as you want, you'll see tag teams breaking up on each other. Sure. You can yeah. just back up to the rockers. Sure. And go just say from there on, and that's not even the first one for it to happen. No. That being said, it's been a lot the last year. There have been so many tag teams where, like Jericho, while it was fun, was like two singles guys being put together. Right. This felt like a tag team. They were a tag team in NXT. They were a tag team here. So the breakup meant a little bit more because they came in. Did they? they? Ca it came in that way. <laughs> I, that's what I would argue. I'm Look, sorry. they didn't have they. they they were the unfortunate victim of injury when Zack Ryder got hurt because yes. they, they won the number one contendership and then he, he was hurt in the process. Mm -hmm. And they were um, unfortunate victims <clears throat> of being the people they are. Wow. I like both of them. Whoa. I did not like them together. Shots I did. No, I like both of them separately. I actually, I hope that they do better. I did not like them together as a tag team at all. Well, I mean, well, they're about to feud, so you're still going to see them together. They're I don't mind that. I don't mind them feuding. This is, I mean, I, I do say that this happens a lot. On a scale of, like, caring about the hype bros to not caring about the hype bros, I'm officially, like, 51% care. Gotcha. I was happy 
that this breakup came as a result of them being bludgeoned a lot because could no it, it'd be really easy I'm for them to the bludgeoning does have consequences they did, and, I, and and that sounds that sounds ridiculous but i actually mean that so much that i'm glad that like that these teams they get they got this team got beat up so much two weeks in a row that they decided to break up rather than to keep i i like that because then it like it does the serves the dual function of getting the bludgeon brothers over i don't like saying that but it gets them over as a destructive force and it actually causes a ripple effect so that that leads into other views and i think that's good booking they look good the bludgeon brothers looked good i don't don't like their outfits but i'm i'm just i'm fucked up in the head because look if i never saw them before if i never saw either of them before i would think these are the new fucking road warriors you know what i mean but since (laughs) i've seen them so many it's times. Like how many times are we going to have new road warriors? Well, it's just, have we had a bunch of oh, other than demolition? Oh, Ascension, you're right. Yeah. I have a note here. I'm glad you brought up the outfits. I have a note here from Julian. I want to give him full credit for this. This is a quick fashion corner. Why are the Bludgeon Brothers dressed in 90s era Hardy Boys gear? <laughs> I don't even think. You know what they look like to me? It's a me? lot of bondage straps, my friend. It's yeah. a lot of bondage. I'm, I'm just, I, every time I see that, I just imagine like wallets attached to every strap. Oh, that's and hilarious. every chain. What are they like? They look like the twin villains off of G.I. Joe. You know, Max and Zaymon? That's what they look. That's what they dress like to me. They look like some Crimson Vipers without helmets oh or something. Like something like that. Oh, see, to me, they look like if they gone to their moms and said, can you make me an original Mankind <laughs> outfit? And she was like, I don't have all the material for it, but I do have these orange drapes. Let me just get some pieces to cover up the strips yeah. that no, I'm missing. To me, they look like, you know how in Batman Beyond, it was always like the kids of people, so this is like Kane Beyond, where like oh, if in the future Kane had two kids. Nice, yes. <laughs> wow. I had to go back with the Batman Beyond reference. <laughs> Backwards we, just, and yeah. forwards. It's like, oh, those, oh. <laughs> I just saw so, uh, those uh, Harley Quinn had twins, and her twins are really bad. Anyway. It's, uh, uh, speaking of betrayals, though, Jinder Mahal attacked the Singh brothers after they lost to AJ Styles. Yeah, that was coming. Is that how the mini faction should end? Was that the only way it could end? I think that's the only way He it beat ends. them up after he lost to AJ to, and lost to Tyler AJ. He beat him up then. So I don't know if this beat up is any different than that one. Do you put the title back on gender? No. Who wants that? I don't even think people in India want that. I'm raising my hand. You you are. Yeah. You want that. I feel like he just figured out who he I is. Kinda, yeah. And a win over AJ would do him wonders. Ugh. But I then, think but then he's been do, I do think that he has been doing good work lately. Yeah. But, um, but then you're going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 no. But then, then you're going to say that losing the title won't hurt AJ? Is that what we're going to no, say? No, it's okay. AJ Styles. I don't, I don't agree with that. Really? I Like, I think I already disagree with it when people talk about that in regular matches, let alone the fucking world championship. Like, I feel like those reigns, like, AJ hasn't been put in that position a lot. And I feel like when he gets there, they got to fucking, like, give him a run. I do want him to have a run through the road. I also want Ginger to have a title. Yeah. Um, And if it's not that title, a different title. U.S. title would be good for him. U.S. titles would be good for him. Yeah. And how much fun would he have having the U.S. title making fun of us wearing our own belt? You want to see more yeah. of that? More gender making fun of us with 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 belts. As long as it's not like weird and racist, I'm good with it. And that again, that's not his fault. That was like weird writing and whatever. I just feel bad that I like people will say that the Jinder Mahal experiment, quote unquote, was a failure. And and because of that, he is less likely to ever get a shot at the yep. title again and it will be not an asterisk, but it will be seen as a as a valley 
rather than a peak in the lifeline of the the WWE Championship, and I think that's a shame. Well, well, then, and unfair. but, but you not have, his fault. But you have to ask yourself, what was that experiment designed to accomplish? They wanted to get India. Any time that you are basing these decisions on anything other than in ring, in ring yeah. stuff, what is the audience responding to? What is a good story? Any time it's like, well, what will our investors like? Well, how will right. this help us make money in this market? How will it help us open up in this market? Um, that is definitely detrimental. It should be about the talent. But however, if you're gender, you don't turn that down. You're I mean, because like, this is my shot. I'm taking it. Right. And yeah. with all that said, Jinder Mahal, the wrestling character, is a million miles better off than he was before all this so mm-hmm. I feel like for him it's worked either way I just don't think that like he they have to have him in the title position because I feel like what that was causing was for like him to be in random feuds that didn't make sense while the people who people really wanted to have the titles were like feuding over the US title and it didn't make sense okay yeah. I see that logic yeah I guess we'll just see it's it's all a matter of just what happens next you know? I, yeah, right. I, we'll I, just I really, see I guess really hope it's a good that point. he continues to stay in in some kind of title picture and, and isn't just like relegated to superstars or you know I certainly agree but I also he I don't, earned it he has earned his spot and I think yeah. he's got he's got real heat now he's got real heat he's got a fully developed gimmick with these two guys and 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 his you know uh, all the shtick that he's developed and I don't feel like he's just going to be shunted you know all the way to the pre-show what he could but you know I, I think he's better off I think he's better off after having gone through the experiment whether it failed on the business end or not alright let's go back to Raw <laughs> is the brutality between Kane and Braun Strowman keeping you interested in this feud I'll go first no nope. <laughs> not at all not interested I want Kane to have a good last run I just don't I want Braun to do other things I want him to beat up other people I want him to constantly be able to beat up anyone at any time like I like Braun as a force of nature just a southern <laughs> giant ambulance riding, <laughs> garbage truck riding force of nature who could attack anyone at any time. And that's the brawn that I like. This is a chafing dish feud in that it doesn't really do much except keep him warm yeah. mm. for something else. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. I was really interested in this feud after they built Kane up, but I don't like how they're. It seems to me like they're playing it out like a match that happens like one move at a time, like a like a chess match you play by mail or something. Magneto like, and like, Xavier playing yeah, chess. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Like I want him to have a match or don't have a match. Like I don't want like, oh, he went through the ring this week. Oh, he came back and hit him with a throw, and then the next week he hits the other guy in the throat. Like I, <laughs> like, I want him to have a match or right. don't have a match. Remember how you know? one of them is still running for mayor? Oh boy. Oh, Lord. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> now, real quick, let's get a little more chatter conversation on the show outside of the main roster. We know a lot of you have been asking for that. Let's spotlight a bit of NXT. Danielle, what have you seen that you think everyone should pay attention to? Please say I Velveteen mean, Dream. It's literally Velveteen Dream. Yes. Like, is that it? And I know that we talked about it last weekend and we gave him his dues, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again. It's, liter- it's Velveteen Dream. It's, I-, I cannot remember who did this article. But someone, maybe Sports Illustrated, maybe ESPN, did a great article about how Velveteen Dream, what he can do now, doing a version of Gold Dust without the gay panic. Right. And it works. And obviously, Patrick Clark is like amazing, and he's been a fan of wrestling forever. He's only 22. Wow. Which, fuck that kid forever. Boy, oh. can he wrestle. Boy, <laughs> can he wrestle. I didn't, I was saying uh, when we were off of the air, 
I didn't realize it was Patrick Clark until I saw that match on TakeOver because I hadn't been watching NXT. I'd just been reading and keeping up with what was going on. And and every time I saw a picture, I looked at it very quickly and went, oh, that's really interesting. But actually watching, I was like, oh, that's Patrick Clark. Yeah. And Killing I, re- it. I remember him being good, like he was further along than everyone else, but wasn't quite humble. And that was his issue. And obviously that's been worked out. Another quick fashion corner. Congratulations, Ruby Riot, for, uh, for getting an extra T. Uh, a, getting the extra T, and B, you know, she's on the main roster. Now she got that main roster weave. Look at her. Yeah, that, that, oh. was, that was a serious weave decision, man. <laughs> I, I mean, it was like night and day. As soon as she got some, you, 10 pounds of hair, as we were always talking about. Was it that? She, was, it, was it that much? Was it a it's lot? not that much. It's a definite difference. It's I a mean, signing bonus. Yeah, I, I think that eventually they are going to go ahead and give her, like, some kind of version because they don't want to uh, they're not they're not going to want to make her two page but yeah no a decision was definitely made that like hey you know how everybody else here got a lot of hair just uh you just like eight more inches <laughs> well let, let's continue on that on that chain so we have two new factions of women on raw and smackdown we've Doing got absolution the same thing every week and riot squad but they were a little different here here's why i think they're different the Riot Squad had their match, which they won by picking apart the wrestlers one at a time. But then Absolution, their match never began. They just beat down on Sasha Banks after attacking the other two. Do you feel like you're seeing the same thing? I, I, yes. Because it occurred to me, like, watching, I was like, <laughs> is it going to be the same thing? But I felt like it was different enough. You you feel like it's the same? Which yes. one do you like better? Do you not like both of them? Do you like them both? I mean, you know, it's a difference between, like, Reed and DC, and it's like, well, it's Earth 1 and Earth 2. Like, you know, one of them is the Justice League and one of them is the Justice Society of America. It was just, I, I, I mean, I love, I love Paige. I'm glad that she's back. I love Ruby Riot. I'm glad that she's back. They are the only bright spots on either of their teams. The other, t- the other four women, I think, are good. But there's a reason why they have Ruby and Paige leading it, because they are the best. They are the most charismatic. So I'm hoping that it gets better. I don't, and I have been saying this forever, I don't understand what Liv Morgan's thing is. Mm. Just a, like a, a, a lesser Carmella? Like yeah, I, don't I mean, know. it certainly looks Carmella-esque. Yeah. She's also a lesser Alexa Bliss. Early yeah, Alexa Bliss, she like needs- cheerleader... Because she's she a cheerleader, right? Yeah. She, comes she, yeah, she needs something to, to set her apart. You know, super happy that there's a queer lady and super happy that there's, like, these brawler-coded women that are on. Um, oh, who's on queer, there? by the way? I have no idea. Sonia? Who... Is it Sonia? Yeah, what's her name on? Sonia Deville? Deville? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. I like Sarah Logan's personality. And now she actually can have a crush on someone who might have a crush on me back. There you go. <laughs> how about it? See? <laughs> I'm excited to see how both of them go because Paige makes sense. It makes sense for Paige to take the title. Yeah, I'm. I'm she's had the title before. I am interested to see like again. I can, I'm sorry, guys. I'm my head's in superheroes all the time, but I just watched that like Crisis on Earth X or whatever like mm-hmm. big thing that they did on the all the DC CW shows. Yeah, it just feels like that to me where it's like there's the alternate Earth version of the other one. And I'm just interested to see what happens when their paths diverge. Because right now they're telling the same story. And it's an interesting story. But unfortunately, because they so clearly mirror each other, I'm not watching for the story. I'm watching to see how they do it differently. Yeah. And that's kind of a that, bummer. That's, that's, that is the main error. It's not even just that it's like possibly lazy or possibly redundant but it's just it's like one of those things that slaps us in the face and like punishes us for watching both shows you know what i mean mm-hmm. like watch all the programming and constantly be reminded that they don't give a shit enough to like 
make one program that much different from the other when it comes to when it comes to this angle in particular. Just right. like it's a it's it's a it's a distraction. If you want to see the difference between the Raw and the SmackDown writers, this is going to be our chance to see how they handle the exact same situation differently. Listen, one of them has a very pale woman with dark hair as the leader. I see where I'm going with this. <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on the week in wrestling, keep the conversation going at facebook.com slash group slash tights fights or at tights fights on Twitter. When we come back, Matt Hardy's broken universe could finally be upon us. We'll talk about it. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 of your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Cereal! Okay, but like, the second best podcast. Oh, f***. Just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on MaximumFun.org. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Michael Eagle. Every week, we like to give one part of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Matt and Jeff Hardy reinvigorated their careers with the Broken Universe gimmick. It was full of bizarre imagery, absurd crossovers, and a very accented Hardy family. Ever since Matt and Jeff made their return at WrestleMania this year, everyone's wanted to know when their broken universe was going to be coming to the WWE. Well, this week, we learned that it may be very soon. Not let that hand go up when you're doing them deletes. Oh, that's a real good tip if you're in the audience. Keep the hand down. <laughs> yeah, Why not do it low? Yeah, keep. Yeah, you do go go low just to be sure, but make sure you because if you accidentally let that hand go up. Now, are you still interested after all this time in Broken Matt Hardy making a return? Is or has the window for that shut? I mean, they have certainly missed the fucking window. Uh, they I missed mean, the hype window. There was a time now when they've got to re- they now they've got to build when, it. When he <laughs> first when he first got over there, they were almost the hottest act in professional wrestling. Yep. And that was on you know in TNA, it had a fraction of the eyes. Right. So there was a window by which this could have been really huge. I remember it was soon after that that they had a Paul Heyman promo where he was listing possible opponents for Brock Lesnar. Matt Hardy got a huge pop. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine that that wouldn't get the same reaction today just because of how they've kind of let his character languish now. Which, and that's, I mean, and that's exactly the point of why they didn't let them come in and do it is because they knew it would have gotten over huge Well, no, I think they they weren't, legally they couldn't. No, that's what I'm saying. That's why TNA didn't let them do it at the time because they knew if they came over, it was going to be huge and they're petty. Yeah. Is Bray Wyatt the right one? To break him? <laughs> Gotta do something with him. I've heard something about you, Matthew. Would have broken... Matthew. <laughs> My son Randy wants to play with you. <laughs> He's growing his hair out for you. He wants to be broken too, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew and Randy sitting in a cheat. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I can do... Matthew and Randy sitting in a tree. 
B-R-E-K-K-I-N-G. <laughs> First comes deletion. <laughs> then comes marriage. Then comes Vanguard One. <laughs> in a broken carriage. <laughs> Maxell. Maxell. Scars guard the dilapidated the dilapidated vote. Do, um, how do you do? Do you bring those? You have to bring the whole broken universe. You have to bring the whole. Broken his father-in-law's got to be there. Yes. Is whatever his name is. He got to have his son. Mm-hmm. He's got to have two his wife. sons now. His wife's got to be there. Sarsgard, 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 the dilapidated boat. Dilapidated <laughs> the the accents. The accents uh, must have the accents. The drone. Do you you have to? But WWE. I was gonna say their version of that would be different. We saw their version. With with the New Day and the Wyatt family fighting, one of the worst things. That was terrible. So butt cheeks. I still think that (laughs) that so booty butt cheeks. Yeah, my god. (laughs) I still think that 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 the original that broken match, whatever that whatever it was called, what was it called? Final deletion. There's a bunch of them. Was also terrible. You didn't like it. You it just was, it was cheap. The, Remember, we talked about it. it I don't I didn't it was, remember. I think it was that was pilots. the point. Okay. That was the point. It was, but I don't. Uh, don't I, know if that. Well, I look, get look, it. look, it could be Raw's version of Fashion Files. That's how you mm, do it. Wow. I guess so. I guess there so. There you go. I'm smart. I just perked up. And also, I think that the way to get into it now is um, we know that Spot Monkey has been doing some some shows. Um, he's been back in the ring doing a couple of things now. Oh, Jeff's already back. Uh... I don't know how well he is, but right. he did, you know, when they, um, I forget where they were at. Um, was it Starcade? Might have been Starcade when they were twerking with the New Day. Okay. But yeah, that's that was that's my idea for it. You just have it. It's just Raw's version of Fashion Files where it's just silly and fun now, and there's green beans. And that points at <laughs> what I'm, what I'd be most fearful about at this juncture is... Like the fashion files, it's a lot of time spent on writing these things and producing them or whatever, but it just does not seem to cross over into competition like at all. So it kind of exists outside of the wrestling show in a way that I that I don't that that it 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 makes me not want to all the way pay attention Mm because it doesn't matter. Well, they found a way to do it. On their own, basically. They found a way to do it in TNA. So I do feel like, I mean, I think that, I think you bring Rebe in because obviously, like, she's a huge part of what made that work. And she did a lot of the writing and the legwork and everything on those segments. Um, I think you bring her in and you and you talk to them about how you were able to make it work and cross over so it's not just like a wacky sketch you know you're not just suddenly doing three minutes of sketch comedy in the middle of it but it does have implications that involve um you know the wrestling show i'm sure that was a lot easier in tna just because you know it was kind of a vacuum where not much else was happening really outside of a couple of players so it was easy once something like that caught on to give them more importance in the ring where i feel like wwe is going to be a little bit more protective of the quote unquote seriousness of the title pictures and in a way that's gonna that makes me concerned that this this it, even if it's awesome they're not gonna let them like oh this isn't gonna be a title picture thing well i mean maybe yeah, the tag titles you know maybe. but I, I that's to me that puts a ceiling on it that i don't like yeah. right yeah what what is the what's the unfinished business with the broken gimmick also i get people bring it people want it back because it was hot what are they going to do with it in WWE that they couldn't have done in TNA? I, I mean, I agree with Mike. I agree with what you're saying. They're probably not going to put the world title on it. But I also agree with Mike in that if you put a ceiling on it, 
it's nowhere near as effective. Why would you change somebody? You know, the the, the idea they keep coming back to in something to wrestle, which Mike and I both enjoy greatly, is if everybody you bring in and put something behind, you see them main eventing WrestleMania, whether it ever happens or not. If you bring in a gimmick like this that has already been wildly over, and don't have the idea that this that this is a main event type gimmick, then what is the point of bringing it in at all? Hasn't this already run its course? I think it could be a main event. Like, I do. I don't think that they would, but I think that you could have this be one of the eight main events at WrestleMania. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can definitely be one of them. Um, Ronda Rousey versus Broken Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> you would pop that. I would. Absolutely, I would. <laughs> Vanguard on a pole match. <laughs> <gasps> Man, even like a Brock Lesnar, you take someone who's so serious and no nonsense, and you have Matt Hardy try to do that with him, and he just starts suplexing him. Oh, my. Oh my God, Broken Brock Lesnar. Wouldn't that be the best oh thing God. ever? That'd Broken. be the best couple months of my life to see Broken Brock Lesnar. Oh my God. Suplex monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What was that? What was that? The pool of the lake called? Uh, the, uh, uh, the resurrection. <sighs> to me, that's the best. Like, if they could do stuff like that. And then bring WWE, back people's gimmicks. Yes, that would be the best uh, shit ever. <laughs> like, because that, that's funny. the stuff that really got me about that. Well, like, how they would, like, because it was, okay, it was cheesy, it was corny, yeah, but like, how it was constantly, like, referencing wrestling outside of of them and referencing their past gimmicks and giving people excuses to like play different characters like that's the stuff that really opens it up and makes it so much fun so if they're able to do anything like that then oh man i mean i just think the possibilities are endless if they're able if they're if they're willing to go there with well, them. you could well, you could do that with like legends and stuff too if, yeah. you, know, if you want to protect your current roster you could do that with again with someone like the rockers or or you know anyone else if, if the hurricane wants to come yes, back no! Okay. Yes. Yeah. And then have him do that. I think that you could. If X Pac wants to come back and you know, when you throw him into the lake of resurrection or whatever and he comes back and he's like one, two, three kidding it, that would be fun. And I it mean, still protects your current roster from all the silliness. And it and and WWE can do it because they own every gimmick. And also Matt's all friends with all those dudes because they're his age. You know, I, this just all made me think of Damien Sandow, and I got really sad. Aww. I just thought of something really him. over. I still see him. He's nice. He's doing fine. Well, he's at PWG? No, no, no. He lives with uh, someone I know. So oh. He's doing, yeah, he's doing good. He, good. Seems, he seems fine. He's a very nice man who takes out the trash when it's his turn. Is he happy? He seems happy. Oh, good. Will he come do the show? Probably not. <laughs> I would never have the courage to ask that. Listen, if you think that Danielle should ask him or Julian should get him to be on the show or other thoughts that you have on Broken Matt Hardy or the Broken Universe in general, uh, send a Vanguard One message <laughs> over to Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights or at Tights Fights on Twitter. When we come back, it's time for three things from wrestling that we loved. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Hey guys, this is Adam Conover. You may know me from my true TV show, Adam Ruins Everything. Well, guess what? Now we're doing a podcast version right here on Maximum Fun. What we do is we take all the interesting, fascinating experts that we talk to for just a couple minutes on the show, and we sit with them for an entire podcast, really going deep and getting into the fascinating details of their work. Find Adam Ruins Everything wherever you get your podcasts or at MaximumFun.org. Welcome 
Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Danielle Rapper And... Michael Eagle. Every week we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the Three Count. Three. 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 There you go. We went over. Um... <laughs> Your weird ass voice. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm putting over Nia Jax because um, she wrote um, a very awesome tweet that went um, viral um, where she's running on a treadmill and she she wrote, "I am subject." I am subjected to body shaming, and it's something I have accepted. It sucks when you get it in your own backyard around people you're changing in front of and trust with your body. I am a healthy, bigger woman. I love my body. Body shaming is wrong. Um, And she has been such a great... God, I don't even want to use body positivity anymore because now they're using it to sell diet plans and shit. It makes me angry. Um, She is a great fat advocate. And... um, as someone who also tries to do what I can do just to be a fat advocate, which is, I mean, just the idea of, like, fat people are people and we should probably just be treated like it. It's dope. Um, like, not so much as, like, it's not an advocate for, like, you know, it's not saying that any body type is better than any other. It's just like, yo, you know, fat people are people and treat us like people. And um, and I do do that just by being fat in public and on the Internet, apparently. But... Um, I I just thought it was really great. Um, It makes me incredibly sad that it's happening in the locker room, um, which which is what it sounds like. And I know a lot of people are extrapolating things, and I'm not going to do that here um, because any of the um, rumors about who it might be about make me sad. So I'm just not going to entertain them because they're rumors. (gasps) Oh, Um, no. Wait a minute. Not get into it um, because it makes me sad. Uh, And until it is confirmed who it's going to be about, I'm not going to let it make me sad. Um, but so, yeah, I just wanted to give it up for Naya for always just being publicly fucking dope um, and staying positive and staying a role model. Um, I, you know, I wish um, I wish there would have been someone who looked like her and did what she did when I was young watching wrestling. So it's dope. That's real. Yeah. Mike? Nothing. I got nothing. Julian? All right. So I'm sorry, Mike, that wrestling got you down. No, wrestling ain't got me down. I just didn't like nothing, and I didn't want to fake it. <laughs> we appreciate your honesty. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> but the thing I wanted to put over was WWE had a pretty great uh, new documentary series called 365. The, the narrator that they have for it is terrible. But outside of that, it's pretty cool insight into a year in the life of, I'm guessing, a wrestler regularly. And this time it was Kevin Owens, who had a pretty great year last year. And one thing that really struck me that I didn't realize is when they lay it all out like this, Kevin Owens has gotten his momentum cut out from him a lot. He was supposed to be the Universal Champion going into WrestleMania. Goldberg came along and those plans changed. And one of the things that I really loved was when he's in the car going to WrestleMania he runs into some of the, some other people in the car who also used to be champions and have since ran into some bad luck, that being Becky and AJ, and they just kind of kvetch for a quick second, and it's really, really great. So I love to <laughs> like that. Pull up a little. I want to get AJ's attention. Hey, they're filming for a thing on... Are you ready to show them why we both should have been in WrestleMania main events? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Remember when we were champions? Yeah, I remember That was the that. best. Oh, hey, gals. Hey, How's it going? Oh, Isn't that funny how it works out? We'll all be champs again. One day. Let's f*** up tonight. 
Let's fuck shit tonight? Let's fuck shit up tonight. Ah, okay, I'd hear the up. That's like, I just Just, like that. just shit fuck tonight? Let's have sex with shit tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just feel like this business is like something that's like the amount of like slippery career advancement is all yeah. over the place. So just hearing how like you can be doing your best and you feel like you can be doing really well, but you still find, hey, you know, at least I've got my friends that'll at least make it a little bit better when yeah. they suck. So. And other people who are like, hey, remember, Becky, God, Becky's gotten it the worst. Yeah. 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 Becky's amazing, and like, how is it not? How is she never? How have they never? They took oh. away the steam both in her career and in her entrance. Mm. She'll be. <laughs> they took the steam away with the pyro. She'll be oh, huge man. when she comes back from filming Marine 900. That's true. I'm very excited to see how many puns that she does in that movie because oh. I feel like they're gonna make her keep the puns. I wonder if that's gonna be her thing. I want it to be. She's the sniper who uses puns. <laughs> Summer Rae was the sniper that didn't talk. Number one with a bullet. Uh, Ping. See? see? They write themselves. They write themselves. All right, I'm putting over the fashion files. Yay. <clears throat> I, I, I hate that these guys aren't wrestling. But, hey, they're on TV pretty much mm-hmm. every week. They're still over. They're getting the ascension over, too. I, I've never Be seen... With those boys. I've never seen a Saw movie before. I, I never saw one now. Not interested. That's what they are. This is the That's best okay. version of them possible. Right. Here's a clip. You've been making a mockery of the tag team division. I think that's cozy. It's time you learn a lesson. Could be. To escape this room, you must destroy what you love the most. You have one minute until a poisonous gas fills the room. I'm like 90% sure that's cozy. But the games begin. No, no. Could be. Yeah. All the stuff with the Ascension is really, really great. Although they do leave them to die. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Beef wins with those boys. Also, I'm kind of disappointed that they didn't call it scene. <laughs> That's funny. It's bad. And I just got it. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that does it for tights of fights. I just remember what I want to put over. Oh, okay. God. No, 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 I don't, I don't remember. No. Put it over. Say words. And I just, no, uh, this is thing on, it was on Edge and Christian's podcast. They had uh, Brian Gortz on a few weeks ago. Oh, and yeah. And it was fucking hilarious. But I'll I'll, I'll put it over the specific thing next week. Our, oh. Tune in, folks. Cliffhanger. You know what? I'm off next week, so I won't Shit. get to hear it. But I will listen to the podcast. You'll see me and you'll hear me in two weeks. You'll see me never because I don't live with you. (laughs) (laughs) That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, our hosts are Mike Eagle and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. Anything else uh, you guys need to promote? I've got a show coming up in January, Sunday, January 14th at at San Francisco Sketch Fest. We got this doing a double bill with Craig's List podcast with our good friends Craig and Carla Kakowski. Their guest is Busy Phillips, one of our fellow work juice players. Our guests are Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher. Those are all the homies, man. Those are all good folks. All the homies. All good folks. Come check that out. Mike. You're going to be on the Joko cruise. I am going to be We're on the Joko We're missing each I was on last year's. Yep, and I'll be on this year's in oh. February, leaving from San Diego, Diego going yeah. to Mexico with, I know Will Wheaton's on it. He is on it. <laughs> and Gene Gray, and I don't remember who else. Cameron and Rhea. Yeah, oh, great. Okay, good. Yes, Jonathan be a Colton. A lot of guests. Uh, I think Hodgman's on it again. Hodgman, Paul yeah. Storm. Yeah, man. it'll It's going to be a fantastic time. I'm also, uh, December 9th, I'm going to be in Charlotte uh, at... Ooh. 
uh, Evening Muse on December 10th in Nashville at a place called The High Watt. And then I got a bunch of shows in L.A., but I'll get those together to tell you about them next week. Oh, I should bring up also, sorry, Danielle, uh, I'll be uh, at the Wiltern this Saturday with nice. Welcome to Night Vale. I don't know if there are still tickets available, wonderful. but if there are, wonderful. Uh, you should get them. And then next weekend, I'll be in Seattle for PodCon. I'll be there hosting stuff and moderating stuff and uh, leading giant games of Werewolf. Uh, and you can still get tickets. Go to podcon.org, I think, or podcon.com. Try one of them. That's awesome. I'm going to donate mine to reminding all of you guys that the Obamacare enrollment ends on the 15th. So do the things. In between calling your senators and calling your senators and calling your senators every five minutes, begging them not to kill us. Um <laughs> Don't forget, uh, uh, if you don't have health care or if you've got a whatever, Obamacare enrollment ends on the 15th. That's what I'm donating my time to. Do it all. Our producer is the head of Blatino World Order, Julian Farrell. Oh Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well. We're putting him over for that. Don't forget to listen, download, and buy 8 million copies of his new album. Yes. Now available on vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl shipping. Get it. Keep up with us all week long at Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights and at Tights Fights on Twitter. Special thank you to all of the Maximum Fun members who have made some of their donation go our way and keep the lights on when we're here in the studio. And if you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts. Write a beautiful review and share us with all your friends. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Yeah. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.